You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're already moving on to Week 16 with our picks straight up and against the spread you can check out. I'll have my Week 16 decider up there as well for you ahead of the games uh, with Stark Sidham and uh, rankings hybrid there. But we still have a Week 15 to sort out here. A couple games tonight, a couple division clashes as the Washington plays the Eagles. The Rams play the Seahawks, so a lot of implications on the line, whether you're trying to get into the fantasy football playoffs or trying to win in the fantasy football playoffs. So a lot of things there. We'll briefly break down those games and the reaction there on Matchup Wednesday before we dive full into the first half of the games for that week. Then we'll do that with Matchup Thursday, have a regular week here through Lineup Friday. We know it's a very critical week in fantasy football. We'll be with you all week. Pick up Tuesday, we're going to help you look at the Best guys to target on the waiver wire and the defenses as well. So we'll get into that. And then we'll briefly look at the games from Monday night as well to see if there's anything important to take away there into week 16. So thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. All right, uh, let's briefly go through the games here before we get into the waiver wire. We'll start with quarterbacks and then uh, go running back defense like we tend to do and then go wide receiver tight end in our final segment. So let's uh, look at this mess of a Browns-Raiders game. The Browns lose this on a last-second field goal by Daniel Carlson. No offensive real success on either side with the exception of Nick Chubb. He comes through not a massive game but a solid game. As he gets close to 100 yards, not there, gets over 90 with a touchdown. So we knew it was going to be a Nick Chubb game. It wasn't as big as we thought. Part of that was having Nick Mullins having to start here with both Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. So there was a threshold. Had Keenum been in the game, it might have felt a little bit better offensively, but not much to see there between David Njoku and Dom from Peoples-Jones with Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper not active. So we knew it was going to be pretty much a grind, but at least Chubb came through. Josh Jacobs' Raiders offense just did not look very good overall. So what else is new? Derek Carr and Jacobs. Uh, so the Raiders were fortunate to escape that game and really got a break with all the Browns' absences for sure. So not much to read into that game. The Vikings' and Bears game was also disappointing. So not a lot of points there. You got what you needed out of the principals playing on the day. So Chubb came through and Justin Jefferson came through. It wasn't all that pretty, however. I mean... Not a lot of targets. Kirk Cousins didn't even throw for 100 yards in the game. So weird final score there. Two low-scoring games. That's not what we want when we're in a critical week in the fantasy football season slash playoffs. So, again, at least Jefferson got his. Adam Thielen tried, but he can go. Dalvin Cook was contained here. Cousins didn't come through on the other side. Justin Fields did his best. Did have a touchdown pass, 35 yards rushing. But just disappointing. We expected a lot more scoring out of this game. It's understandable with the Raiders-Browns game that that was a clunker. But Vikings-Bears in that uh, weather just being pretty bad. uh, Just very disappointing. Especially if you're counting on Cousins or Fields there 
in what could have been a shutout, it was just a really weird result there in that game. As both defenses kind of overachieved. They've been uh, underachieving and kind of injury-riddled all season. So we're not going to read too much into that, except it's a division game. Weird things happen in division games. It's something to keep in mind as well, as uh, we have a lot of division games here to close out this uh, 2021 fantasy football season, regular season in the NFL. All right. Let's move on and look at quarterbacks here. Uh, Justin Fields uh, has a potential to bounce back against the Seahawks. I think that Minnesota performance can be disappointing. It is on the road in Seattle, so something to keep in mind. The hostile environment there, but he definitely still has some upside with his running and passing. But really the running quarterback I'm interested in, and we mentioned this last week, if you're looking for a plug-and-play for Lamar Jackson... All he had to do was find his backup. Tyler Huntley, four touchdowns against the Packers. Another great matchup this week against the Bengals. This is on the road, but uh, Jamar, look at Lamar Jackson. He struggled in the first matchup, didn't put up as, as many points as we thought, but there were some opportunities. They moved the ball pretty well. So Huntley's feeling it with the weapons here. I think they'll have to put the ball up a little bit more in the passing game. So with Joe Burrow on the other side, so very similar scenario to what we saw. The Ravens are desperate here, so... We'll track Lamar. If he can't go, Huntley is a really good play in his place this week. Now, another game that I'm looking at uh, when you're not looking at Fields or Huntley in different games is the Falcons-Lions game. So you have an opportunity on both sides of this ledger. Matt Ryan is the home quarterback, so I prefer him. And he's also not on the COVID-19 list like Jared Goff. But Matt Ryan at home, Kyle Pitts and uh, Russell Gage and not... uh, having Calvin Ridley possibly again. He's eligible to come back, by the way. So we'll see if uh, Ridley returns to finish the season. But that would obviously make Matt Ryan bump up. But he's got some receivers just between Pitts and Gage. Olamide Zacchaeus, Patterson out of the backfield, Davis out of the backfield. So some good opportunities here. Matt Ryan, an excellent streamer, and is going to be probably highlighted in DFS as we get later in the week. Jared Goff, watch him. He's on the COVID-19 list, but coming off a big game, Against the Cardinals defense, he goes on the road to Atlanta. What I like about this game, controlled environment as well. No elements there. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we know it's going to be a good spot for the passing games between Matt Ryan and Jared Goff. Now, it hasn't been pretty for both of these quarterbacks for much of the season, but they've been useful in some good matchups. And on either side, that's good for them this week. And finally, Ben Roethlisberger. I know he had a really awful game there against the Titans, even though they won the game. In a losing effort, I think he could actually be more productive against the Chiefs. The Chiefs should have a big lead in that game. I don't think the Steelers are going to run as effectively or can be with the game script being negative. So they do have some weapons. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, all of them disappointed. May not be without Pat Freermuth, who has a concussion to deal with here. But Roethlisberger could squeeze out 215-2 in garbage time there against the Chiefs. That's for sure this week. But yeah, circling that uh, Falcons-Lions game for great streaming value. And should Lamar miss, I think uh, Tyler Huntley will play super sub again against the Bengals. All right, uh, that wraps up our quick takeaways from uh, the Monday night and really Monday evening games there. And uh, we'll do a little bit of that as well with the Tuesday stuff as we go into our matchups tomorrow. We still have to get to running backs, defenses, wide receivers, and tight ends on the waiver wire here, here ahead of Week 16, including our top pickup. We'll do that here in a moment. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power too. 
and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile today and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy 832 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. That's Boost Mobile. Only with Boost Mobile. Free phone limited, new customers, one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and network. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right, uh, let's uh, also tell you a little bit about a special offer that uh, you can check out there at On Location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. All you have to do to find out about this great offer and deal is visit On Locations there at their website, uh, and you can find them there at onlocationexp.com slash sb56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Again, that's onlocationexp.com slash sb56 or search Super Bowl on location to get in on Super Bowl 56 just around the corner here at SoFi Stadium. All right, time to look at running backs, and we do have our pickup of the week. We just need a little bit more information, but we got it. Uh, again, thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. Free and available on most waiver wires should be Ronald Jones, and uh, this is why you have to handcuff your backs if there's a clear-cut backup, and there was in Tampa. Leonard Fournette tweaked his hamstring against the Saints. He's probably going to miss the fantasy football playoffs the rest of it the next two weeks. So Ronald Jones is going to take over this backfield. We did see a little bit of Keyshawn Vaughn when Fournette went down against the Saints. But keep in mind, Gio Bernard is down for the season. So this is a Rojo backfield. And Rojo had really good success against the Panthers. And I think you'll see some Rojo rising this week. So great matchup this week against the Panthers. Another terrific matchup against the Jets next week. And closing again with the Panthers. So, Ronald Jones is in a position to be a great league winner here down the stretch. If you had him uh, there to have behind Fournette, you're sitting pretty here down the stretch here. And you also figure the Bucks with their uh, passing game now taking a big hit without Chris Godwin. Mike Evans now having a hamstring injury. We'll talk about how you can replace those guys in our final segment. I think they'll be run, more run-oriented here. Tom Brady's got a little bit pass-happy, but I think you'll see a little bit more of the running game to complement Tom Brady a little bit to, to ease pressure off this passing game. I think they'll be okay if Antonio Brown comes back because that's a good replacement for Godwin. If Evans can grind through the injury, that'll be great. If not, uh, you have Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brate. But still, you figure Jones is going to have uh, more influence. And also the game script is going to be pretty positive, you would figure, against these last three teams, uh, two teams really two teams and uh, one repeat there. So Ronald Jones is the top pick up there. Now right behind him is Craig Reynolds. Two consecutive weeks for the Lions running back to be effective. Jamal Williams, I don't know if he can get his job back even if he uh, gets off COVID-19 to replace DeAndre Swift. Reynolds has separated himself from Jamar Jefferson here and Godwin Iguabike. It's a nice story here. Small town, uh, small college guy there getting his opportunity, but 
Great matchup this week against the Falcons, so anyone who can lead that Lions backfield is going to be in good position. Another opportunity for a handcuff uh, that uh, could uh, emerge as an RB1 this week is Samaji Pirine. We're going to have to watch Joe Mixon. He was hurt very late in that game against the Broncos, and Joe Mixon, we know, has durability issues. That's partly why we wanted to back up Fournette and Mixon at this time of year. I know they're rolling, but they also have clear-cut veteran backups here that can come in and play. Samaji Pirine also can get involved in the passing game. And we know he had a touchdown against the Ravens in the first meeting. He was cleaning up for Mixon. Mixon was a little bit banged up at the end of that game. The game script got out of hand. So what to do? Pirine came in, shot out of the cannon, and scored a long touchdown. So the Ravens' run defense is pretty tough. But last week they did allow Aaron Jones to score as a receiver and A.J. Dillon to score on the ground. So this defense is really maybe dwindling a little bit. Pirine could see some checkdowns here to replace Mixon. So... We're going to watch that carefully for sure in Cincinnati because P. Ryan is a plug-and-play much like Ronald Jones would be this week replacing their starters. Duke Johnson, we'll see if the Dolphins go with the hot-hand approach. It's interesting, Miles Gaskin was cleared and did play, but I think they went with Duke Johnson because he had the full week of practice there. But Duke did look pretty good, and we know he's a Miami Hurricane, so there's that connection. We know he's been a pretty talented back, whether he's been in Cleveland or Houston getting his opportunities here, so... Again, we'll see. It's hard to trust the Dolphins' backfield. They do against the Saints, which is a very tough matchup for any running game this week. But Duke uh, may have earned himself uh, more juice here. And uh, keep in mind, Gaskins had some games, but it's not like he stood out and been special. Duke had a pretty explosive game. I know it was a good matchup against the Jets. Much tougher this week against the Saints, so keep that in mind. But I'm much more interested there in uh, Jones, Reynolds, and P. Ryan being a lot more effective as RB2s this week. How about uh, Justin Jackson of the Chargers? Austin Eckler still banged up. Jackson still getting some key touches here. The game script should be positive against the Texans this week. So they might ease up on Eckler, maybe give him 12 to 13 touches or whatever, pull ahead in the game. Eckler does his damage, and you have Justin Jackson's closing. I don't think they'll trust Joshua Kelly much after losing a key fumble there against the Chiefs. Well rested. Uh, Jackson is a good closer at this time of year, so that's a stretch play there more as a flex. And you can look at Jordan Howard. Let's see what he does against the Washington football team. He's back. So backfield of Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard could be leading the way with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell maybe seeing lesser roles here. So let's watch with Jordan Howard. They like him in Philadelphia. They like his power running, and he could be very effective here. All right, we'll uh, break down the defenses here. Speaking of Howard, on the other side, the Eagles' defense, they have a great matchup. Uh, They'll probably come through for... Anyone who needs them here in Week 15 against Washington at home. But they also get the Giants at home. That's a mess of an offense in their division. So back-to-back great weeks for the Eagles. Uh, Well-rested coming off a bye. They have a lot of playmakers. They've taken advantage of bad offenses all season long. So they're a team that if they're still available out there after the bye, go after them for sure. Same thing with the Chiefs. A lot of people might have uh, checked out on the Chiefs when they were playing the Chargers last week. Didn't like that matchup. They come back home against the Steelers, some Ben Roethlisberger, some sacks and takeaways to be had there. Even if he has some volume here and produces, the Chiefs can uh, make some plays there. So don't forget about them. Also, don't forget about the Chargers. You may have uh, seen them dropped in a lot of leagues because they were playing the Chiefs last week. But another good matchup. They were pretty hot before that game against the Bengals and Giants. They can pick up where they left off there against the Texans this week. I know Davis Mills... Played pretty well, but that was against the Jaguars. The Jaguar, the Chargers are a tough pass defense here. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for him this week. And uh, 
Chargers can uh, get some sacks and takeaways in that game. The Seahawks are hosting the Bears, so that's a good spot. Maybe some mistakes from Justin Fields in that one that you can look at there. And uh, we'll see what they do against the Rams. But a lot of people would have avoided them against the Rams, so they should be available. And if you get really desperate, you can look at the Jets-Jaguars game. Either side of it, I would go slightly more to the Jets because they're playing at home there. But the Jaguars are also facing Zach Wilson. So both of these defenses are flash. They have quite a few playmakers. So that's a game to target, just like we like the... Lions-Falcons battle of bad teams for offense. Jets and Jaguars game could be set up nicely for defense here in Week 16. All right, we'll get into the wide receivers and tight ends in our last segment. Again, teasing the Buccaneers and how they might replace Chris Godwin going down for the season with a knee injury and how they could do that with wide receiver and tight end here. Bet online has you covered for... More props all season, whatever the season, odds and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs in the NFL, we're already here for college bowl season. We have a college football playoff coming as well. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action of the season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to time today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, let's uh, close the show here looking at uh, the pass catchers, wide receivers and tight ends there that can help you on the waiver wire here for Week 16. We got to buy into Laquan Treadwell. I don't want to do it, but he's now the new Jamal Agnew on this team. We talked about that, and how uh, they're reluctant to go to Marvin Jones. Jones may be slowing down with his age here. LaVisca Chanel Jr. has just been disappearing, but Treadwell is that safe, easy target now that you can look at Trevor Lawrence targeting all of the field. Still, there's no touchdown upside with any of the Jaguars. They simply do not throw touchdown passes with Lawrence. It's actually pretty embarrassing. They do get the Jets, however, this week, so it's a good spot for maybe Treadwell to be productive and maybe find the end zone this week as their default top receiver with uh, Jones kind of faded and, you know, just not involved and uh, no DJ Chark long gone from there. So Treadwell, one-time first-round pick of the Vikings, now having some fantasy football relevance randomly here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Amon Ross St. Brown is also appealing. He does have some touchdown upside. He's had three massive games in a row. He's emerging here. He's going to be a nice asset next year. Whoever's a quarterback, whether it's golf or someone else for the Lions, he's emerging as that special player. He can work the slot. He can also stretch the field outside, as we saw against the Cardinals. So love this receiver here. He's a wide receiver three as well. Gabriel Davis stepped in and was a key factor there with Stefan Diggs there with Emmanuel Sanders down. They could shut Sanders down. I mean, Davis just looked a lot more impressive. Sanders has had... Only a handful of games. I don't even know why he's in a lot of fantasy football rosters at this point. But Gabriel Davis is the man. I think he's headed to a big year in 2022 with Sanders gone, but he's previewing it now. Two touchdowns last week. He's been a consistent red zone threat as well as downfield guy that is emerging here for Josh Allen. So another good pickup and plug and play as a wide receiver three. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is a bit boomer bust operating with the Packers playing off Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, but... More trust, uh, MBS making some plays here as Aaron Rodgers is balling out and uh, the Packers are in good s- situation this week against the Browns. Now, what do you do if you've lost Chris Godwin? It's it's hard to replace Chris Godwin, first of all, because they could do it by committee here. So you have Tyler Johnson. He's the best candidate to work in the slot between Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. Now, if Evans misses time, then you look at Brashad Perryman. Perryman has a good history if you look back 
in 2019, remember how he finished the season strong with Jameis Winston replacing both Evans and Godwin. So similar situation developing here, an opportunity for Tyler Johnson and Perryman. So Johnson is a guy that I would look at more to get the work that would potentially replace Godwin. Perryman's a guy that I would look at if there's a short-term absence of Mike Evans. And Scotty Miller is always going to be there, but I think... What hurts Scotty Miller is that Antonio Brown is basically the better version of Scotty Miller, so there's a bit of redundancy there where Tyler Johnson and Brashad Perryman actually are direct replacements for those two guys that are gone, Godwin and Evans respectively there. And they could also look to tight end a little bit more and operate that way to replace uh, what Godwin gave them because of working in the middle of the field and playing off Rob Gronkowski. Now, Kendrick Bourne could have been dropped. He's been pretty quiet here for the Patriots of late, but their passing game has been questionable. They do get the Bills this week. It's a tough spot, but I think they're going to have to put the ball up a little bit more in the air. I think the Bills are going to figure out more offensively, try to get the Patriots in and of the game script. Bourne has been the guy there if you're looking for a Patriots so a wide receiver to look at. Josh Reynolds feeling it. He's had some nice games with Jared Goff playing off now. Amon Ross St. Brown. So remember this team. You can trust anything a wide receiver. But what's also happened here is that TJ Hawkinson is down for the season. So that was a guy that was a key target. And hand injury puts him on the shelf. DeAndre Swift was also a key target. So they're basically making up for not having Swift and Hawkinson and Quintus Cephas here. And it's Amon Ra and Josh Reynolds. And the game scripts uh, didn't really matter. They played from ahead and got these two guys involved as well. Jared Goff. So very good matchup this week for both these Lions receivers outside. Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds. And uh, look at DeMarcus Callaway. First 100-yard game posted by Saints receiver. He did against the Buccaneers in Week 15. So he's the guy Deontay Harris has had his off-field stuff that he's dealing with here. Traquan Smith has been eh, pretty quiet here. But Callaway being uh, reheated as their best receiver here. So Something to watch, and again, they played the Dolphins this week. A little bit tough looking at Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, the way that defense is playing, but at least an encouraging sign if Callaway was the first guy to break through here for a 100-yard game. Then you're looking at the the Titans. Uh, we'll see about A.J. Brown. He could be activated to return. He's going to see some practice work this week for the Titans ahead of the, the 49ers game, but it is a Thursday game, so you're probably not going to see that return so quickly. we are pretty sure that uh, Julio Jones might be shut down here. Hamstring injury, had got hurt again, didn't put up any numbers against the Steelers. That really hurt. So Nick Westbrook-Akini, by default, is their top wide receiver and really their top target that isn't a running back such as Dante Foreman out of the backfield. So really, Westbrook-Akini, you're looking for a touchdown or a potential big play, but that's about it here because the volume could be limited as the Titans remain run-heavy against the 49ers, it just could open up a little bit more with a negative game script on Thursday night. Let's switch over to tight end. Cole Komet, back to relevance. He had a nice game there for the Bears. Uh, 71 receiving yards there. Not a good amount of targets. Nine from Dustin Fields. Great matchup this week for the Bears against Seattle. Doesn't cover the tight end well at all. So, and uh, after that, a game against the Giants. So, good spot there in the Vikings again. Komet just produced again. So, good stuff there for Cole Komet they got to get him more involved. They've been looking for someone there that can complement Darnell Mooney. It is a look ahead to 2022 with a new offense. Allen Robinson's not going to be a part of it, so let's get Komet involved with Mooney as two key targets going forward in the past and, and future here for Justin Fields. Now, James O'Shaughnessy, again, low touchdown upside for the Jaguars, but he's pretty much the new Dan Arnold here. He was the old Dan Arnold there early in the season before the team traded for Dan Arnold, and Arnold got hurt. 
O'Shaughnessy led the Jaguars in receiving against the Texans here. Jets matchup this week, also very good for that position. CJ Uzama destroyed the Ravens with the two long touchdowns in the first meeting there in week seven. Now he gets to play them again here in Cincinnati. So we like Uzama to be productive here. Again, it's a little bit hit or miss with the low volume Uzama gets. His role changes from week to week, but the Ravens really struggling against the tight end. Really, the last three opponents, the Ravens, Chiefs, there and Brown. So some opportunities there, especially if uh, they continue to play Jamar Chase and T Higgins tougher on the outside and contain those big plays from Joe Burrow. Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, we'll see what he does against the Eagles. That's a pretty good matchup there on Tuesday. But he's now the replacement for Logan Thomas. They're going to use him more. They have very limited options of wide receivers. So almost caught a touchdown last week uh, against the Cowboys. We'll see if uh, that can happen here. It's Eagles to give you a little bit more confidence about suiting him up there in week. Number 17, look, we also look at Evan Ingram. He might be dropped by a lot of people. The Giants, uh, they have some opportunity here against the Eagles. The Eagles struggle again against the tight end, just the nature of their zone defense. So Evan Ingram has some value. And then finally, Cameron Brait. That can be another way the Bucks pivot here, use more two tight end sets with Brait and Gronkowski. So I think you'll see a lot more versatile looks, especially with Brown back in the lineup. And they got to change things up on the inside because Chris Godwin, that's where he ate as a big-time slot receiver. So things are going to change. Brait is kind of a little bit of a wide receiver tight end hybrid here. they got to get him more involved. He's a shorthanded guy, very smart guy that can scheme some offense. So we'll see what happens here. But Brait can see a bump up there, and maybe he's even more valuable than Johnson and Perryman. We'll have to see here in the final few weeks, but I figure that's what the, Tom Brady will ask for to use the two tight ends a little bit more in 12 personnel to make up for being more limited in 11 personnel. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. This has been a Pickup Tuesday. Don't forget, we'll do Matchup Wednesday, breaking down the first half of the games of Week 16 from a fantasy football and gambling perspective. Speaking of gambling, now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight for from Lee Sterling, it's free and available for you on all platforms. For Locked On Fantasy Football, for Pickup Tuesday, this is Vinny Iyer. Good luck in the rest of your matchups here for Week 15. Good luck in your waiver wire claims, and we'll catch you on Wednesday to start breaking down Week 16.